We are back here on the BIA podcast. And not only are we best in America, but clearly the college football playoff committee thinks that Ohio State is best in America so far, as we are coming in as the number one team for the first iteration of this year's uh, playoff rankings heading into week 10. So uh, just want to round off some of the top teams here at number one, obviously, like I said, the Ohio State University, number two, the Georgia Bulldogs, number three, the team up north, number four, Florida State, five, Washington, six, Oregon, and then we've, we've got some of the other teams. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go through all the rest of the 25, but we want to go ahead and start off the pod. Thank you for listening in. Uh, want to go ahead and start the podcast by talking about the college football playoff rankings from are going into week 10. Uh, Phil, uh, let me let me just get this off my chest, dog. Let me get this off my chest, dog. <clears throat> you know, I know there's a lot of reaction pods out there coming out of off of these rankings. I gotta say, Washington at five is a little bit of a crime. A little bit of a crime. I don't have the rest of their schedule in front of me. I know one team from the Big Ten that 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 they did play, and that was. Michigan State. Michigan State is washed. We know that. But the team they beat is literally right behind them. They are a number six team. The team that they beat was Oregon. I'm looking at the rest of the schedule at the rest of the schedule. Georgia has not beat a team within the that's in the top 25, and yet they're number two. The team up north has not faced anybody yet within the top 25 and they're number three, but you have Washington and and I guess, you know, no, I can't say flat about Florida state because they faced LSU, but you've got Washington at number five and you have Oregon ranked at number six and yet they're behind both Georgia and Michigan. It's a head scratcher to me, man. I mean, I get it. They've dominated. Michigan has dominated the their opponents. They're also going through a <laughs> cheating investigation, a cheating scandal investigation. All of that all jumbled into one. It's a big old pot of jumble. Like it's, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I'm, I um, as far as Ohio State being at number one, I don't know how long we will stay at number one. Um, seeing that Georgia is going to be playing uh, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and I forget the third team right off the top of my head, but um, Missouri. Obviously, they played Georgia Tech, but who is it? I said Mizzou. Missouri. Yes, they play Mizzou this weekend. This weekend. Um, thank you. But man, I, I, I don't. I, I think that you know. Obviously, we're number one because of resume. What about everybody else's resume? That's where I'm at. Okay. Representing for the Huskies. I don't think there's a lot of people repping for the Huskies. I do think that if this if this uh, rankings that came out maybe 
three weeks ago, I think you would have seen a lot more. You probably would have seen Washington up a little higher. I think that people felt like they were being dominant as well. And so they had that combination of dominance, but a better schedule than example, Michigan, but they've had a couple of, of um, unimpressive wins the last couple of weeks. And I think it's just like a bad week to get these first rankings out when it's like, we just saw you struggle. And so, and we're, and we're not seeing Michigan struggle. And I think that's as simple as, I mean, that's the reason I really do think this has been right after that Oregon game. I think you might've seen the number one, honestly. Um, they've had a bit of a hangover since that game, which makes sense. And they're still winning, so it's still fine. But um, but yeah, I can I can definitely see that the inconsistency in the rationale for the committee or just seeing like what's important. You know, rankings don't matter that much in in the first week they're coming out, except for the fact that you, ideally you're getting an idea of what the committee cares about. So Ohio State being number one, like you said, that's supposed to tell you that the committee is saying resume is the most important thing. Um, because that's the only, that's, that's the reason why, like you said, that's the reason why Ohio State's number one. So that says, okay, you should see that throughout the rest of the rankings. If it's important at number one, it should be important all the way down to number 25. And so to see that as soon as you get down to number three, Michigan, who, you know, Georgia and Michigan before the season both had um, weak schedules, but Michigan's has been weaker, admittedly. Um, and yeah, they're number three and they're ahead of, Florida State and Washington, who both have better resumes than them in terms of um, schedule strength. So, yeah, I mean, I I was before we started, I was kind of griping about the idea of Texas being ahead of Oklahoma, even though they played head to head and the committee showing you in the five and six spots, they do care about head to head with Washington being ahead of Oregon. But then at the seven spot saying, never mind, we actually just believe this team is stronger and so or they have a better win and we'll take a strong win over head to head um so the committee is does this they just kind of pick and pick and choose and it's kind of it's kind of wild they can get away with that but um you know who are they accountable to nobody (laughs) so i guess they can do the sponsors that's the all state's gonna call in and be like hey wait a minute (laughs) chick-fil-a this is a a mockery (laughs) chick-fil-a dr pepper yeah i mean yeah that's all i can think of espn gonna say yeah espn is the biggest one but i think you know espn doesn't mind if they have some wild stuff on there because it gets people like you and i to talk to talk about it people to watch the ranking i actually did not watch tonight taking my kids trick-or-treating but, um, you know, I'll probably be watching in the, in the future weeks, especially now that Ohio State's number one, to see if we stay there. Um, so it's exciting. I'll say this. As an Ohio State fan, I'm excited to see us number one. I know there were some people, you know, online who are kind of, as Ohio State fans, who feel nervous about OSU being number one, whether it's because of a, of a curse of the team that starts off number one in the rankings or, like, just concern about, you know, being complacent or getting too comfortable. I just don't see that happening. And like Georgia's been the number one team in the AP poll for literally like 48 weeks. And it's not like all of a sudden they've started to uh, fall off. They, they are still Georgia, you know, they've been the number one team in the country for almost three years. So I don't really buy that. If you're an elite team, then 
that should not scare you to be ranked number one. To have everybody shooting for you and everybody giving you their best is something that Ohio State is used to anyway. It's not like Rutgers is like, oh, oh, snap. Now we got to really come to play against Ohio State. They're number one. Like, come on, man. That doesn't make any sense. The only school that will be motivated by that would be Michigan at the end of the year. Going into that Michigan game, if Michigan is ranked behind Ohio State, even though they beat Ohio State the last two years, I think at that point, certainly those coaches can and should be using that as motivation, saying, you know, hey, Michigan, like they, they said Ohio State is better than you. And, but, you know, again, the motivation is going to be so high for that game for so many reasons. I just also don't <laughs> see that mattering that much. But um, so I'm just going to be happy with it. I'm not going to look for any possible negatives of what can come from it. We're number one. And I think that I, th- I think you're right, Hugh in saying that Georgia will probably jump us once they get a couple of ranked wins because people already want to put them up there. So they just need a reason. And so it's kind of makes sense for them to put them at two now and then let them play their way in. Ohio State um, doesn't have any more tough tests left this season until they play Michigan the very last game. And so, again, they have an opportunity to, if they do fall down in the next few weeks, jump back up um, with the win against Michigan, which would probably put them at two at the end of the season um, if Georgia's number one. So, yeah, man, it's uh, it's exciting um, to see us there and not have to kind of worry about not being in that position that Washington's in. Washington has to climb up. They have to kind of try to play their way in or hope for somebody to lose. And it's nice not to have to be in that position. I just got a message for all the Penn State fans. We know that there's, uh, there shouldn't be any Penn State fans listening to this <laughs> podcast um, after uh, our, our, our the game that basically uh, where we beat them this year. I just need y'all to just show up. Just show up November 11th to y'all's game against Michigan because if Michigan goes into Happy Valley and beats them by – more than two touchdowns, by two touchdowns or more, I should say, that's going to be looked at as a better win than when we played Penn State. Regardless of who we had on the field or not, that's going to be looked at as a better win. So I just need them to show up. I'm not even saying they, I obviously want Penn State to win that game, but uh, I want to see what, what Michigan looks like against uh, a competition competition with the Pulse. Uh, but that's what that's all I want to say. Do you have any last remarks before we move on from the CFP rankings? Uh, no, not right now, man. I'm just excited to see that, you know what these ranked matchups end up doing to the polls and how things switch. USC is the last thing, actually. USC at 20 is kind of wild. <laughs> like, they don't pass my Pac 12 champion. Yeah, off somebody, on the, somebody on the committee must have picked them too because. <laughs> They don't pass the eye test. They don't pass the resume test. They have three losses. They're ahead of all these teams with with two losses. It does I, I don't actually understand the rationale. Like they're they're struggling to beat bad teams. They beat Cal by one point. They gave up forty nine points to Cal. And we're saying they're the number twenty team. Like I I get they have. I guess they have. They have a quality loss at Notre Dame. That's literally the only positive thing you can say about USC right now. <laughs> they got blown out 
Boy. So speaking of play on the field, as we continue, as we move on, we know these rankings are going to change as these teams play each other. The last game we played was up in Madison as the Buckeyes beat the Badgers 24-10. to 10. We were talking before the uh, pod episode, and uh, Ohio State did not cover it was a 14 and a, we were a 14 and a half favorite. We won by 14. Um, you know, one of the biggest things for me coming from this game, uh, Travion Henderson, he was the team's uh, player of the week from this game, player of the game. Uh, Travion Henderson is was back. He said basically uh, after the game that he had taken a cheap shot in that Notre Dame game in, in the first quarter, I've seen the video footage of what happened. It definitely was a, a late hit. Um, when he was clearly down, the guy came in way, you know, came in after he was already down uh, and the play was over. Uh, Travion had 24 rushes for 162 yards. He averaged 6.8 uh, yards per carry and uh, one touchdown. That one touchdown run, man, I'm telling you, he needed that. The team needed that. And the offensive and I, and obviously the offensive line I should have put them in there in the middle somewhere before I said team. But I everybody needed that, bro. Buckeye Nation needed that run. We are going to definitely need to run the ball here as Kyle McCord struggled in the first half. Second half he came on and Marvin Harrison also had a, a big game. So I focus more so on the offense. The defense, I didn't really expect Wisconsin's offense to do much. Um, I definitely, you know, as far as sportsmanship is concerned, hope Braylon Allen has a a speedy recovery. Um, I love to play strength on strength, and unfortunately he didn't play in the second half. But um, And I hope also that Lathan Ransom comes back too for us. Shout out to BIA. And – but yeah, those are my big takeaways. Offense, uh, offensive numbers, um, especially in the second half with McCord and Marvin Harrison Jr. And like I said, Travion Henderson having a uh, basically that thirty-three yard touchdown run, and uh, and a victory. You know, helped helping us to basically cap that game off. So, any thoughts on Wisconsin? I think you're bearing the lead. Or the a bit. victory in Wisconsin. I think you're you're bearing the lead a bit in terms, especially in terms of injuries. I mean, our quarterback was injured in that game, and we actually don't yeah, know little, what his little status. Nick. Yeah, right. Got a little that Nick. Was, that dude was limping, <laughs> and he didn't look the same after he got hurt. Uh, and I don't know. He did don't better. Watch. He he did better. Yeah, he. I mean, that when he, he that was in the first half. Am I wrong? Or was that second half? I don't remember. Uh, that was in the second half. But I mean, okay, he, I okay. Mean, he I'm might a, not have thrown interceptions, and he did throw an almost fumble after that. But no, I, I wouldn't say that he looked better. I mean, he finished the game, which is great. But um, I would say that he was not able to really put much weight on there in terms of. Uh, stepping into his throws I think he looked I think he looked hurt and maybe that's fine against a couple of opponents but um right now Ohio State doesn't really have an established backup uh situation 
like we don't know who QB two is. Could be Gebbia, could be Kineholtz. Apparently, they think they're both taking some reps with the first team. Um, at least rumors are saying they're both taking some first team reps. Really, Kineholtz is actually. Um, so I don't know. I'm a little worried about that, um, and and mainly I'm worried about it because Kyle McCord needs to get better. So he can't really take <laughs> games off. He only need to be taking practice off. Apparently, he was off of practice last yesterday. He had like an excused absence, and I'm like, nah, that boy need to be in that excused game. absence. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't. And I listen. Don't we don't want to laugh because it, it it might turn out that he was visiting sick kids at a hospital or something like that. Uh, so playing NCAA. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, winning by 90, 90 points like Cardio. Um, so yeah, I just think that I'm. I think that's the biggest take. Come that's the, not the biggest takeaway from the game, but certainly the biggest story I think coming out of that is the health of the quarterback um, and the question marks around what we have um, behind him, given that Devin Brown was already hurt. But also, just in terms of defense, I don't want to completely um dismissed them i think uh, tommy eichenberg had a great i mean that that whole goal line stand you know uh wisconsin got there and it's like oh dang they're about to score man here we go touchdown they're on the they, they like i think they had like first and 10 on like the 11 or 12 so they got a first down on like the one yard line got four more down it's like oh here we go and that defense just showed up man they were so clutch they've been clutch all year and I don't want to, because they have been clutch all year, I don't think we should look, we should take that for granted. Like that was a great stop, including Tommy Eichenberg's stop where he just like sheds a block and just stop one-on-one in the hole, you know, big running back coming at him. And he just is like, nah, you're not going further than this. Like I'm st- I'm holding you up for like three seconds by myself until my, the rest of my boys come. So definitely shout out to the defense, shout out to the Silver Bullets, um, who definitely made a difference in that game. Yeah, I, I think uh, to your point, Goal line stop in that first half. Um, basically, we in the second half, we needed an impossible uh, no-look pass in the red zone um, by uh, by Braden Locke for their only touchdown of that game. Um, but, you know, moving on to uh, Rutgers this week. As we do head to Piscataway, uh, it's a it's for the audience and just so that they know this is a game that you definitely want to go to. Uh, this is a bucket list um, item for Phil. He wants to go to a Buckeye versus Rutgers game in Piscataway. Uh, <laughs> he's rolling his eyes, but he knows yeah. well, he knows rolling, I'm right. Why well, am I rolling my eyes? You're rolling your eyes because we had an opportunity to go, and I I did whiff on it, so. Um, but we'll we'll make it happen, man. In two years, we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, so, uh, but that game, we are in that game. We are an eighteen and a half point favorite uh, on the road. Um, so this is going to be, you know, we're heading there. Number one, I'm already looking at basically on Yahoo Sports, man. It already has the one next to our name. Um, so, how are the Buckeyes going to? fair in that game in your eyes uh, as we head into Piscataway, the birthplace of college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The birthplace of college football. Um, 
It's that's a cool that's a cool like tagline they get to have the rest of their <laughs> of their history, even though they are some booty. Um, they're actually not booty <laughs> this year. That's not fair. They actually are a pretty good team this yeah. season. Uh, they're having their best season um, in recent memory, um, and so I think that's something to be respected. Um, you know, they'll probably they're Michigan's best win, so we got to respect that. Um, and they're, you know, really a, a strong defense. They're actually the number nine defense in total defense. And so, um, and number 13 in scoring. So really like they're, they're doing well. Um, they haven't played Ohio state yet, but I think that's the defense to be respected, especially given the fact that our offense has not been smooth. Even when we've been, even when we've scored, we have not been smooth. <laughs> and so knowing that we are, um, work in progress on that side and knowing that's their strength. I think, um, I think that's going to be interesting for us. They, in terms of their secondary, they do have, I don't know if you know this, Yuji, uh, one of their defensive backs. Um, his name is Desmond Igbenosin. That no sounds, way. If that sounds familiar. That's the brother of uh, Davison on our team. Oh wow! I was gonna so, say had to be, had to be. Yeah, yeah. Because so, yeah, because yeah, Igbenosin's from um, Jersey. Yeah, so his brother yeah. is playing at the State University of uh, New Jersey, uh, Rutgers. So that'll be that'll be a cool uh, story that they'll get to tell on the broadcast a couple times, and hopefully, hopefully, it's not the case of who's playing better. Hopefully, that's obvious that it's our Igbenosin. But um, that should be interesting. And then, you know, in terms of their offense, they're really a a running team. Um, So they're not they're not very high scoring um, offense, but they have a they they emphasize the run. And so I think that should honestly help us. Um, Our defensive tackles have really been looking good against the run. Um, And so I'm actually pretty confident in their ability to stop the run. And that's their that's their strength. That's what they want to do. And so. so yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about our defense in that game, but um, offensively, it'll be interesting to see. I think it'll actually be a challenge, even though it won't feel like it. It won't, you know, looking at the ranking, a one against unranked, it won't say it, but the reality is that this Rutgers team has their best record. I think I think they've already like eclipsed their most wins they've had in like over a decade at this point of the season. <laughs> Like they haven't had this many wins in a very long time. So, oh, well, yeah, 2023. Yeah, I got you. I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> Even before, man, I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I'll find out their, their last time having being um, this good. But, yeah, so um, definitely in, like, the in the, in the the like, return of the Greg Schiano era, this is their best team already um, in Week 10. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens on, on the field. What do you got? What are you, yeah, what are you seeing? Gonna- I'm well, let, me, let me say that I uh, when you said that that this was their uh, basically they've kind of equalized their amount of wins through the years. I remember I think it was 2020 they went to a bowl game, but I believe they only won like four games or so. I know that was a condensed season because the team that couldn't play in that bowl uh, basically in that bowl game was ridden with COVID. So, um, <clears throat> you know, football is. Is it's definitely chess, not checkers. You know, football is a strategic game, and when I think about our defense, 
And I think about the games that we've played so far. We are number one defense in terms of yards allowed per play. And we we have not been able to say that in a very long time. One of the things I think about when I think about that stat is, and basically what I've also seen with my own eyes, is that nobody has figured out us out yet. And we've been getting better. That's the key is the fact that our defense has been getting better. And my mind is like, do I think that Rutgers is going to figure us out? Are they going to expose something? Um, you know, we've had injuries in the secondary and nobody has still, you know, has yet to figure us out. So I think for me, the thing, biggest thing I'm going to be paying attention to, you know, I didn't give the defense a lot of love in, in my review of Wisconsin because it's kind of been, it's been consistent. It's been the standard and I want to see that continue. Um, in this game as we do face uh, an opponent that we normally do steamroll, uh, but they have improved since last year. They've been improved over the years, I guess. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I, I am definitely happy that they are bowl eligible. Uh, and I, and I respect Rutgers more than I have in these past few years, uh, but I'm excited to see how our defense fares against their offense. And I want to see what they what they do to counter um, our looks our and, and whatever defensive strategy we have for on Saturday. Two things. One, I looked it up. Their last time winning more than five games was in 2014. So that was nine years ago that they won more than five games. Okay. So I, I, the decade was not an exaggeration. They won eight games that year. So listen, Rutgers, you've already done it. You've already accomplished what you need to accomplish this year. Just <laughs> chill, relax. Relax, hit your feet up, celebrate the best season in the decade. Uh, and then, two, don't forget what happened this game last year. Don't forget. You remember? Is it clicking? Well, Mayan went off. No, I'm and, talking about between yeah. coaches. Oh, coaches. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. They was ready to scrap, all right? Shia was ready to scrap. They was in that joint, like. So, listen, that's going to be. A part of it now, as a Buckeye fan, it's like we kind of forgot about that because who cares those <laughs> Rutgers? But you know, maybe a hey, uh, Merco punter he better uh, he better get that <laughs> ball away quick. <laughs> they gonna be going for him. Um, Chiano likes to uh, you know do trick plays um, and stuff like that. Big games, he likes to pull out all the stops, which is I think really cool. It makes it fun to watch a Rutgers game. Um, and he'll be motivated because they did squash their beef at the end. But in the moment, it was looking like, I mean, he came all the way over across the field. So, you know, so we'll see um, what happens with that game. And I, I, I'll give you plus or minus one and a half times that the announcers bring that up. I'm taking the over. Uh, and the over on the Ikmanosin brothers thing because they got they talk they got to talk about something in a Rutgers game so they're gonna be like definitely leaning heavy on the storylines where they can find them. Well, um, I do want to say uh, that uh, that point well ma- taken um, and made by you, um, but uh, just shouting out Maya Williams. I mean, you know, Brian Day said today in a press conference that. He, he had a season-ending injury, and so just want to definitely shout him out, man. He's he's meant a lot to 
to us as fans and his performance. I mean, he had a great game. Not great. He had a good running performance against uh, Penn State, but uh, definitely want to shout him out, man, um, for uh, just as a Buckeye who's down and out for the rest of the year. But, yeah, I mean, the coaches, they, they did almost scrap last year. I think that uh, – I think, man, at the end of that game, they had a like a 10-second a sort of meetup at, at midfield. They talked it through. You know you know how guys – you know, we do. Um, Not me. But, I, pr- I, I mean, promote nonviolence. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Day, he's he's gonna be fighting the offense this week if we don't get some points up on that board. Yeah, that's who he's gonna be fighting. Um speaking of points. Speaking of points. Speaking of points. Speaking of points uh go, I'm gonna let first. you go. Yeah, I'm gonna, let me go first. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. uh listen, man, this team, this offense has been burning me, man. Every time I just assume they're gonna score points, they just don't. Like I don't even I'm not giving up on them, but I am definitely no longer sticking my neck out for them. So I'm going to go with the final score, Ohio State 31, Rutgers 7. I think it'll be a good good defensive performance. Again, their, their offense is a running offense, so they'll probably have the ball a little bit longer, less possessions or just less time. So I can see that lowering the score of the overall game. I'm actually not sure what the over-under is right now. I'll check that while you're giving your prediction. But, yeah, I'm going with 31-7, Buckeyes. All right. All right. I will say, man, if this was uh, a game on NCAA and I was trying to get Marvin Harrison Jr. a Heisman, I would definitely be hitting four-plus touchdowns, making sure that he hit the – that he got his stats. Um but this is an NCAA EA Sports um, football game. I uh, will say that my prediction is going to be that Ohio State wins with a Old. score of <laughs> 27 to 13. Mm. So, nice. Yeah, hopefully I want them to prove me wrong. I want them to po- to score more than 27. I want them to score um, obviously more in your field where you're at with 31. Um, but <clears throat> got to see it first. Gotta see yeah, it. I did look up the um, over-under, and it is 42 and a half. Um, so that's definitely a low-scoring game. Um, and the spread is 18 and a half, which makes that predictive score for Vegas – uh, Ohio State, basically 30, Rutgers tw- – Ohio State 31, Rutgers 12. So it's kind of like a combination of our two scores. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. But, um, yeah. Okay. Well, and speaking of odds, speaking of odds, mm-hmm. speaking of over-under, we don't have over-under category in our pick six picks, but we do have picks. We do have a lock. We have a, a toss-up, and we have an upset category and so that's coming up next our pick six picks for week 10 it is the best bets from the BIA podcast the game we like to call pick six where Phil picks three I pick three and that makes six. So, 
we want to recap basically week nine um, and go through those picks. We came into the week tied 11-11. My lock, Oklahoma State, uh, was a seven and a half point favorite. That hit my toss up. The clones, shout out to Matt. Thank you, brother. It got me a victory. Um, and But my upset, um, the Gators did not pull it off against the dogs. So I started off with 11, and my lock and toss-up gave me two points. So I am heading into week 10 with 13. Uh, don't really have much to review. There's nothing really that point... I didn't watch any of these games, so I don't really have much to really say about um, any of them. I'm just happy that Oklahoma State, um, I think this is the first time I actually picked them and they they came through for me. So appreciate it, Coach Gundy. Thanks. Uh, Yeah, rough week for me. Uh, Tennessee, my only victory. Um, They've actually, I bet bet them a lot this, this season, which is kind of surprising. I don't usually, I don't really love that program, but they helped me out. So shout out Tennessee, USC, you're dead to me. That's all I got. <laughs> so because your lock didn't hit, um, that's minus one. Your toss up, however, equalized um, your week. So you came in with 11, you left with 11. So we're go heading into week 10 and I've got 13. Phil has 11. Um, so because I won the week before, I get to start off with the picks. I get to pick the category and the team. <clears throat> this was a tough week, man. Um, this was a tough week. Uh, but I'm going to start off with the toss-up. And this is a team that helped me out a few weeks ago in a toss-up game. They had a big game against Oregon. Give me the Huskies, the Washington Huskies over the USC Trojans on Saturday night as uh, the Huskies are a three and a half point favorite. This is my toss up pick taking the Huskies. What what makes you like the Huskies, Eugene? Um, man, I mean, uh, USC's defense. (laughs) (laughs) That's what makes me like the, the Huskies. Um, I, I mean, who's going to be able to get a stop? I have more, way more confidence in Washington's defense. So, Enough said, enough said. Um, okay, I'm going to take the biggest game of the day, in my opinion, going down south. Okay, okay, Tuscaloosa, okay. Alabama. We've got 6-2 and two LSU taking on 7-1 and one Alabama. This game is usually a good game uh, every year. It's not officially a rivalry, but – in reality, it's been one of the better games in the SEC West the last 10 years. This one, I think, will be no different. Two teams pretty matched, matched pretty evenly. I'm going to go with the better quarterback. That's Jaden Daniels. Give me Whoa. the Tigers. Go Tigers. I've got LSU winning this game on the road as a three-point underdog. I bet, I've actually bet... Uh, Alabama has, been my, Alabama has been my surest bet this season. I bet them to win, I think, like three or four times this, this year. I do think that they, you know, have been underrated in terms of people feeling that they were have fallen off. But, you know, LSU was able to out – their offense was able to outplay Alabama's offense last year. And Alabama's offense is worse. 
this year <laughs> and that and LSU's is not really. So to me, I really think that LSU is going to win this game. And I think I'm, I would take them on the over or take their team total over because I think they're going to be able to, to score some points. And when Alabama was going three and out, which they have a bunch of times this year, they've had some like struggled, they struggled for entire quarters offensively and they just played teams that haven't been able to capitalize. And I think LSU will. So give me the Tigers. Wow. I was for, I was literally about to put Bama in the sheet. Like yeah, I was literally about to put B A M A, because you know what I'm saying you've been on them this season. I have. That's sure. why you should trust me. Trust me as the person who's been on Bama. Everybody out there, listen. I've been on Bama, but this is the, this is the week to jump off. Take LSU, man. Take LSU. All right. Their quarterback's don't trying get to get booked. Their quarterback's trying to win the Heisman. So, um, this is the game. He need, he needs a Heisman moment in this game to be able to do so. Don't get bookmarked now. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> book market. Um, all right. All right. So, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the upset because the lock I'm just still struggling with right now in full transparency. Uh, so, upset a spread of seven or more where I like the underdog. None of them, but I will choose one with a purpose of this game and I'm going to choose a team that I bet against for their first loss. And I'm just hoping for the same. Uh, I'm going to take the Virginia tech Hokies to upset Louisville. Uh, they mm, are that's a nine, be game. They're a nine and a half point favorite. Louisville is to be honest, tech is playing pretty well right now. Um, they are four and four um, and they have, you know, won three of their last four, their one loss being Florida State. So um, they're playing pretty well. It's just I, I I would love it more if it was at home for Tech. I don't love it uh, on the road, but um, it's, it's still, I think, the best the best situation, best uh, game I see. So give me a Virginia Tech upsetting Louisville. Okay. that's uh, I like that pick. I think that's going to be a, a good game. I hope it's not on the CW. If it's on the CW, you have a greater chance of winning. Oh, no, it's not. It's on the ACC network. <laughs> the The underdog has been definitely killing it on the CW this year. Um, man, I'm trying to find my upset. I literally... Okay, here we Uh-oh, go. Here now we I see go, it. y'all. He already back. I see it. 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 Oh, man. Dang. I just realized where they're playing. Dang. I'm still I'm still roll with it. Um I'm gonna go this is not a big game. Obviously some upsets are just not not gonna be a big game. But I'm gonna take Arizona State over Utah. Um I did not pay attention to this earlier. It is the game is in Utah. And <laughs> I'm not feeling that good about it. One thing I've recognized with some of these um, picks for an upset, an upset pick, is that you want to pick a good team. And Arizona State by far is not a good team, but they've been they've been making do with that roster. And so 
knowing that this team also is not eligible for a bowl, um, even if they win six games this year, that they are basically banned for from a bowl based on um, some stuff that happened uh, with Herm Edwards when he was there. Uh, they've been they've been playing pretty scrappy, man. So I'm I'm gonna take Arizona State. I do not feel confident about that at all. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, if you have nothing, no other comments to, uh, on that game, I'm gonna go ahead and bring us home <clears throat> with a lock. I'm gonna say more on that game later. <clears throat> Oh, I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, having said that, I am going to go <clears throat> with the team whose head coach was ticked off at Prime Coach Prime earlier this year, um, whose mascot literally lost their head right before that game, <laughs> and who is on a mission for their quarterback to make uh, a Heisman late run here, um, who's plastered, uh, uh, not plastered, but has some advertisements up in New York City. Give me Oregon. They are a 24-point favorite over Cal on Saturday. So I'm going to take the Ducks. Okay. Um, Yeah, you know, I alluded to this a second ago, and I I had thought about this game for a while, and I wasn't sure um, what I wanted to do with it. But Yuji inspired me because I love going against him. I haven't lost in a head-to-head uh, battle this year. I'm going to take Utah as my lock. Uh, minus, let's see, minus 11 um, against Arizona State. Uh, the reason why is because I think Utah over the seas, past seasons has shown the ability to bounce back after losses. You know, they kind of, in the last few years, had been losing a game in the beginning of the season and then kind of finishing strong. So uh, this loss in the middle of the season is a little bit later than usual, but I still think they have. This coaching staff uh, has shown the ability to get their team back up for the next game. And they hadn't lost a game at home, I think, since like 2018, not including the COVID year. They did lose last game to a great Oregon squad. But I think, like, instead of making them make me question that that streak, I'm gonna say, you know, let's get back back to the mean here. Uh, and Utah winning, I think that Utah's gonna win. The 11 points is a little a little much because they're not a great scoring team right now. But um, I still I still kind of I think Arizona State can be like kind of a gunning team, you know, when they get down, kind of just like chucking it. So hopefully that gets me a late cover where the game is already over, but they still are trying and give me an interception, pick six, maybe in the fourth quarter to, to lock it up. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm just looking back through the list. I mean, I'm like, man, this was a tough, tough week to pick for the lock and the upset. 
<clears throat> but I'm looking, man. I, sh- I should have picked Mizzou. I would definitely be rooting for them against Georgia, but. Yeah, that hook is tough. The 14 and a half, um, right, for Mizzou. You were, oh, you were saying you're, taking, you're taking Mizzou to upset, you're saying. You to upset. Taken. I'm saying it. I was taking them to upset for, for our competition. I don't think that they will. I mean, I, I'm just saying that I think that they would have been a better pick than Arizona State. But given the competition that you – I mean, you know, you know, Arizona State is playing Utah. Mizzou is playing Georgia. <laughs> Utah is not a bad team. That's the thing I – you know, when I first started that upset pick, I'm like, man, they Utah barely loses in Utah. So – it's during the day, though, so it's an early start. Maybe maybe Arizona State can figure something out. We'll see. But uh, but basically starting off with the recap, I did pick Arizona State as my upset, going in a little different order this week. My toss-up, I'm taking the Huskies over USC. And as my lock, I'm taking the Oregon Ducks as a 24-point favorite um, over – forgot who they playing – Carrick, Cal Bear, Bear. So I did pick all Pac-12 teams and all Pac-12 games. <laughs> um, so my my upset, I'm choosing Virginia Tech over uh, Louisville. My toss-up, give me the LSU Tigers um, upsetting the Alabama Crimson Tide at home. Um, and for my lock, I'm going to take Utah winning and covering 11 points against Arizona State and Utah is at home in that game. There you have it. Those are our pick six picks. Trying to share the screen. Go ahead and zoom in real quick. Should already do it. Um, Oh, who's that guy? Who's that guy? If you're watching this on YouTube, we've got an interesting picture there. But anyways, I'm kind of stalling, but I do have my script up this week. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. Follow us on social media at BIA.POD. That's BIA.POD on Instagram and TikTok. And on YouTube at BIA underscore pod. That's BIA underscore POD. And if you've listened to this episode on Apple or Spotify, before you leave, leave us a five-star review and we would surely, surely appreciate it. As always, I'm Hugie. That's Phil. O-H. I-O. Go Bucks.